Welcome to Rough Drafts, how God writes his love in our stories, a podcast that explores the faith journeys of our friends and neighbors in Burns, Tennessee. Everyone has a story to tell. And in this podcast, we'll hear powerful and inspiring stories of how God works in the ordinary lives of people like you and me. Our stories are unfinished and perfectly imperfect. They're just rough drafts, a glimpse of what is to come because God is still at work, writing plot twists, introducing new characters, and bringing good even from the most challenging circumstances. Join us as we see what God is up to in our stories. Here's your host, Matthew Hyatt. You know, every show has special episodes sometimes. You know, there is the infamous um, Star Wars Christmas special. And you don't see a whole lot of shows that get Mother's Day specials. So I thought Rough Drafts could be a groundbreaker that way. So today we have uh, a Mother's Day special of Rough Drafts. And to do that, I thought we'd bring in a really special guest, Jason Bennett. (laughs) Because, (laughs) Because that feels just right. And I guess I thought if that was the case, we probably should bring his his actual wife, Megan. I hope so. And uh, there's uh, another guest with us, a third guest with us today. Do you want to introduce the third guest? We have our little boy, Brooks Bennett, and so far he is content. (laughs) So we'll see how this goes. (laughs) See how long that lasts. Yeah. I thought it would just be super fun. You have one of the freshest babies in the church. You've been growing the church the old-fashioned way. (laughs) It's super good. Not in the church, like you said, though. We appreciate you not (laughs) making or having the baby in church. Those are two things. You know, in youth ministry, they tell you there's two rules of youth ministry. Um, Don't add to the population and don't take away from the population. So if you do those two things right, you're you're probably doing okay. Um, I just thought it'd be fun. How how old is Brooks now? Four weeks tomorrow. Four weeks. How are you guys? Four weeks yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Mom brain. Yep. Mom brain is still... I thought it was Sunday. <laughs> I think this is a Tuesday. Definitely Tuesday. I'm not real sure anymore. Well, that sums it up. <laughs> so how are things going? Going great, other than forgetting everything. That's all right. So how has the adjustment been? It's been good. Yeah, it's been... He's a good baby. It's been really good. Uh, just one of those things that is just a new normal, and you just learn and and just... Just do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, when ours were really little and we're all freaked out and anxious, uh, sometimes Leslie and I would say, just remember that people in Africa with dirt floors have been having babies for thousands of years. We can do this. Absolutely. It's going to be okay. Absolutely. So uh, do you want to tell us any of your story about little guy and life and God and, and, and how we got to where we are today without too many details? <laughs> I guess we could start where we met. Yeah, yeah. We, How we met. Yeah, we met back in 2014. Yeah. There he is. Yeah, there he is. Making his debut. Um, but yeah, we met in 2014. Um, um, I moved to Fairview um, after graduating college and um, went to church at the Fairview Church of Christ and knew her sister and brother-in-law and... Um, we were friends for a while, and eventually they played matchmaker, and um, we we met. You know, we we knew of each other's existence for several months. Was that uh, what you wrote on like your first Valentine's Day there, card? I'm there, glad there, there was a little bit existence. of Facebook stalking. No, I'm not. Oh, afraid. you made Facebook stalking. 
on you level. I, I may or may have. Go back or, and look at his old profile pictures. Yeah. Explains there, everything. There might have been some dedicated profile pictures to catch her attention. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think this uh, this episode has got <laughs> some new show images if I can get to them before Jason deletes them. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, they've been used against me before, so. Um, but yeah, um, then we, fi- we finally met and got married and and here we are. Yeah. First comes love. And, uh, <laughs> comes the baby in the baby carriage. Yeah. So what did you uh, what did you notice about Jason when you guys first found each other? He was different. Oh, he's different. <laughs> no, he he's loyal and he's steady, and I needed that in my life. Being someone who tends to be on the more anxious side, I needed someone that was more steady to kind of keep me grounded. And that was like an instant connection. I feel like. And he's rocking that baby just perfectly. Got it. Steady. Just perfect. (laughs) What'd you notice about Megan? I saw that she was a very genuine person. uh, Very kind-hearted. Just very authentic. Like, as soon as I met her, I didn't have any doubts of, you know, who she wanted to be. You know, I I knew that she she loved God. She loved family. Um, you know, just something I couldn't pass up. So bad. Do I need to give you two a minute? <laughs> <laughs> We're good for a while. I'll, I'll watch the baby. <laughs> We've had all of those we can have from now. Yeah. yeah, we're full up on the four weeks. Good grief. Okay. You know, it's way too soon to think about a brother. Absolutely. Oh, boy. Um, so so tell me a little bit about your God story. Well, you know, I, I want you to picture the old-fashioned, tiny, small town church, little girls with, you know, fancy homemade dresses. That was me. Baptist grew up. Papa's a preacher family is all involved that was just my my childhood and my mom took us by herself for 12 years my dad started going to church he he had a bad history so i mean that was every sunday every wednesday we went to church that it was constant that's just how i grew up it's a big deal that your mom made the effort to get you guys absolutely dad never said no you know he never made her feel bad for going. He just had a really bad history with it. Yeah. Um, but now he goes every Sunday. He's a big part of their church now. But And Jason, you grew up going to church. Yep. And at college, uh, you were part of a student ministry, if I remember right. Right. And that that's kind of where where I started to grow and really understand what what community, what church was all about. Um, you know, growing up, you know, I mean, went every every Sunday. Um, but you know, didn't grow up in a youth group or go to church camps or anything like that. We just didn't have the demographics for that um, at the time. And uh, but college, um, you know, finally met um, some great people there. Um, you know, my roommate at college, uh, John, was definitely a big part of that. Um, you know, we he was uh, one of my RAs in the dorms and. We got to talking, and you know, I knew of the the Church of Christ Students Center there, and but I was just kind of afraid as a new new freshman. I was kind of afraid just to walk up and meet all these new people. But um, meeting him outside of that scenario, and he invited me, and you know, the rest was history. You know, um, you know, got baptized shortly after that, and 
you know, went on a mission trip to Montana and just some really great things. So I think that was, that was a major building block in my faith. So what were some of the building blocks in yours, Megan? I think just a consistency of every Sunday, um, having Papa as a backbone. I, I didn't have the best high school life. I was bullied a lot. So that kind of wavered my faith, but having that backbone of family, because I, I had the same issue he did. I didn't have a youth group. I didn't go to camp growing up. So I didn't have a lot of friends at church because it was mainly a family church, unfortunately. Yeah. And good, it's good and bad. Yeah. Um, but just having the family is the company to fall back on. Absolutely. Yeah. So you guys get together. Yep. And here we are today. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Tell us the story of this little guy. Well, uh, we wanted, started to want a kid, what, four, three to four years ago? Yeah, that sounds right. And, you know, we tried for a while, and doctor was like, all the tests, all the, you know, all the fun stuff. They couldn't, they started off slow. They didn't want to jump to conclusions. They said sometimes it takes a while. But um, last May, actually, we got the diagnosis of PCOS. And I know I've been told all the things, like, you can still have kids, you know, if it's God's will, it's God's will. I get it. But when you're in that moment, it does it does not help. I mean, you're, you're just being told that you may not be able to have kids. Um, so we pretty much stopped and just took a break, you know, and then less than a year later, here's little man. Yeah. They're right. They're just about to start doing treatments, though. The IVF. They were talking about them, and I'm like, I don't. Didn't really want to go. Down. I really didn't want to do that because it's already been such a long road of ups and downs and tests and yeah. weight loss, all the fun stuff. I just didn't want to. Yeah, and on top of that, they said if you know if you do get pregnant, pregnant, it it'll be a very tough pregnancy. You know, there could be a lot of complications and, and delivery. Like they said he a baby could have a lot of issues, so we just. And here you are, and you look good, and he looks good, and Jason it looks like it. Jason. Yeah. I'm great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say that if you want. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, this is Mother's Day, mm-hmm. um, and I know you've only had the little critter breathing air for like four weeks, uh, but what's uh, what has having this child done for your faith, for your view, for what what how, what's changed? That's a big question. It I feel complete because I've always wanted a kid. I you know what? Take that back. I haven't always wanted a kid. I didn't want to have kids till I met him. His steadiness made me want to have a family. Because before I didn't have I had a family, but I didn't none of the guys I dated gave me that consistency. But he gave me that steadiness where I felt, okay, I can I could be a mom. I can I can have a family and then it was one of those things to where you pray for it for so long, and now that it's here in front of you, the hard days just don't feel like they're hard. They're hard, but they're not hard. It's it's hard to explain. It's kind of a weird mix. It's of... the craziest thing ever, mm-hmm. you know, because I had all the, you just wait. You just wait till they don't cry, or, you know, wait till the night. You just wait till they start crawling, and I just don't listen to those because I just see it as he's a answer prayer, you know. When we had Caleb, I remember Leslie and I were talking about how we felt like 90% of the marriage advice people gave us was garbage. So we just assumed that 90% of the parenting advice was also garbage. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like, 
you just kind of got to. It's do one of those thing. things where you know they have good intentions, but sometimes you just don't. You know, everyone's different. Everyone's different journey and views views things differently. You just got to create your own story. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, that's what's kind of fun about doing this podcast yeah. is hearing stories and sharing stories. And I know this may be a little weird to do this when your baby's four weeks old, but y'all are right in the thick of, wow, the world is changing. Oh, yeah. And yeah, there's so, so many different types of moms and dads. You know, there's the, um, I, I'll be honest, like I love my kids. I, I love them more and more as they grew and they started having more personality and you could do things with them. Babies don't do a whole lot for me. I mean, okay, it's fun to hold one for five minutes. And, you know, so uh, when ours came out, it wasn't like, oh, I'm in love. It was more like, he's here. I'm happy. I'm excited. But then the first times that they could look at you and say, daddy or mama or, you know, actually kind of hug you back. Or uh, I remember some of the first times that, you know, they'd They'd be crying and they'd find your hand, not your hand, one finger is all they could hold. And they'd hold your finger and they'd stop crying. And that's, those are cool moments, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you start crying. Yeah. Every time I do, <laughs> already. Yeah. And I definitely look forward to those moments. Um, but, you know, I was terrified of this stage. You know, I was like, you know, I've, this this is probably the second baby I've I've held in my life. And, yeah. um, and being in the hospital, and he said he has to rely on me to change diapers who has never changed diapers. Yeah. And, and, you know, Megan's just laying in the bed, watching me, you know, trying to figure this out, you know, and it's just, it's a fun process, you know, and, um, you know, a lot of learning and, uh, but you know, you just get, you get attached so quickly and you just, you know, it just comes natural. Like, you know, yeah, I can, I can do this and, you know, it's gonna be hard, but, um, it's gonna be like good. You, you see, you know, you see God's creation, you see his goodness and answered prayers. And Hang just... on. I, you did not see God's goodness in those first tar diapers. I'm just saying. Uh, I've erased that from my memory. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really have to, because nobody prepares you for like, am I going to rip this kid's like butt off trying to clean this up? <laughs> I was like, don't they have special wipes for this? <laughs> like, do they have a pressure washer in here? <laughs> and even that feeling of like, this child is so fragile. You know, when you buckle them in the car seat for the first time, and you're trying to make the arms go in the right places and you're driving home. That drive is kind of unlike any other drive, mm-hmm. you know. I remember, I remember that feeling. I, we were leaving the parking lot and I just started crying. Not not sadness. It was just joy, anxiousness, yeah. all the change, you know, the fact that he's already old enough to leave the hospital. It was just, yeah. you know. You, all the emotions. Yeah, you enter as a family of two, and now you're a family of three. Yeah. And that's... Huge. That's big. What are some of the things that people have done that have been the most helpful for you guys? <laughs> Can I tell a Lucas story, please? <laughs> uh, he doesn't even know this yet. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That I, I almost did this, but yeah, go okay. ahead. We were at the hospital. It was like, he was fresh, like one day postpartum. I was on we 30, were sleep deprived. Thirty minutes of sleep. So you know, nurses are coming in, harassing us every two seconds. Okay, we get, you know we have cameras on our on our house. <laughs> okay, we get alert that someone's at our house, and normally someone just drives by and leaves, but there's we couldn't tell who it was because our cameras don't have the best vision. This person's all up in our backyard, going towards our shed, like looking around on the phone with someone. So we're thinking, crap, someone's trying to 
Robert. His shed was unlocked. He had thousands of dollars worth of tools in his shed unlocked. So we're thinking, oh my gosh, someone's trying to, you know, trying to rob us. And this person leaves. And then like an hour later comes back is on the phone. We're like, okay, he's staging it. Like he's planning, he's getting a gang. So he has the non-emergency police department line on his phone talking to him. And then at the same time, he's on his iPad and he's like, wait, Luke drives an orange Jeep, right? I said, yeah, I think so. He's like, this is Lucas. Yeah, because at the same time, Lucas is putting our hose up and he's starting to do yard work. Like he's I was like, I was like thieves, thieves don't put our stuff in order. <laughs> you know, well, it's sort of criminal. He's, <laughs> he's picking up your sticks. You know? So he's on the phone with, with the, the lady and she, he's like, well, I'm so sorry I wasted your time, but he's actually one of our friends doing yard work. <laughs> yeah, while, while we're in the hospital, you know, trying to figure out this whole new parenting journey. So, yeah. So, that's, that's what no sleep does to you. So, Lucas doesn't know this story. He does not. No. <laughs> I can't wait. So, okay, Lucas <laughs> did yard work. He did all the cleaning up of the beds, and then John Gabriel came and bowed our yard for us. That's awesome. That was huge. Yes. Because, you know, right springtime, you can't keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I would have bailed you out of jail if you, if they end up taking you in. But, yeah. But I, <laughs> that would have been the best thing ever we had gotten arrested. <laughs> the lesson is, we were so sleep deprived. You just you just don't know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, you know. So you have the doctor coming in every two seconds, yeah. nurses coming in, lactation coming in. Yeah. You know, all the fun stuff. Yeah. So I, I asked you uh, <laughs> what, what people have done that has been helpful, and you responded with, I had someone arrested who tried to help me. <laughs> almost. So, almost arrested. Uh, and no one's going to help us ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. no the artwork uh, while we are gone was really huge. Mm-hmm. Um, people came and cleaned our house before we came home. Uh, the meals were huge. Yeah, I, I would even go, go back to before the pregnancy journey of, when we first got the diagnosis and things like that, uh, people people were very genuine with their their prayers. Um, you know, talking to us. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Megan got tons of texts and you know calls about you know just you know just helping her to deal with you know to deal with that news and that that was that was big. Um, so. Telling our story to our to our small groups and stuff that that was very helpful. And At the time we were in, still are in, but the Andy Scott Coons group, and that's kind of when we opened up for the first time. Yeah, and <clears throat> yeah, and they they've been been big followers of you know throughout the the pregnancy, you know, checking in and stuff, and you know, so just having all that was so helpful. And you you need yeah. it when you get yeah. punched in the gut like that. Yeah. You know, di- didn't get the like, oh, it's, it's, don't worry, it's going to happen someday. You know, they they were truly there for us. That's awesome, and and that's that's a great thing about the Burns Church. You know, there are people just so good at doing those type of things. Yeah, there's a lot of good people. Oh mm-hmm. man, even if you tried to have them go to jail. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Lucas. That would have been so good. I'm so and and he's volunteering at the jail too, so they 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 would have just been so confused. He walks in, right? well, here you go, see yourself to a cell, you know. Why, why are you volunteer with with handcuffs on? Yeah, it's super weird. It's one way to do twenty four seven jail ministry, I guess. Man, we love you, Lucas. Sorry, we do a lot. Yes, we do, Morgan. We're sorry. <laughs> 
Was there anything else you guys would like to share today? Can't think of anything. I'm just thankful we came to Burns and yeah. our journeys led us here because we I've grown triple mm-hmm. since coming here. Yeah, we we look forward to the epic future youth group that is coming up. Holy so. cow, though that cradle roll is going to be crowded here soon. Yeah. We actually had an education meeting like last week trying to figure out what what we're going to do on classroom space, and it's a fun problem to have. You know, it's going to be really cool. So. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to be a part of it. And just to know that your child will be growing up with Lucas's child. Oh, man. Like, go ahead and put some bail money (laughs) in a drawer where someone can find it and get to it already. That's a good idea. Absolutely. Well, guys, thanks for coming. Thanks for being a part of this this kind of brief episode. Yeah. But we can't keep the sleep-deprived ones uh, up too much longer. And plus, uh, I think I've... Have I already put him to sleep? You did. He's out. Yes. It's an honor for a preacher to be one of the first to, <laughs> to put children to sleep. So, uh, you know, they're doing what the rest of us wish we could do. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, I can't wait to hear what God's up to in your story. Thanks for listening to Rough Drafts. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, help us spread the word by leaving a rating and review. Until next time, let's keep looking for how God writes his love into our stories.